be in places where we cannot locate anymore. And that is the door of hope. A door of hope. No matter how dark the room is, there's always a door that leads out. But sometimes because of the darkness, you can't locate it, but it's there. How did this valley get its name, the Valley of Achor? The story is that when Joshua led the people of Israel over Jordan, they defeated Jericho by just walking around it. And the walls came down and they marched over and took it and took the spoils. And the next city wasn't quite near as large, and that was Ai. And so only a small army of Israel went, but they were defeated. And they were defeated because of Achan. Achan went in to Jericho and saw all of the gold and silver, and he coveted for himself. And he took it and he hid it, and because of that, they were defeated and defeated very badly when they took Ai. And so Joshua sought the Lord. And the Lord revealed to him there was sin in the camp. And it was revealed that Achan was the one. And Achan and all his family, his children, all his possessions, his cattle, whatever he had, was burned in this valley, and they called it the Valley of Achor, which means trouble. We understand the Valley of Trouble, don't we? Right. We spend too much time in the Valley of Trouble. Looking to try to get to that mountaintop. Get out of the valley that seems to have nothing but heartache and misery. Where is the door? Where can I get to that place? Our young people today, they are so full of anger because they are looking for hope. The apostolic Christian is struggling in his commitment and her commitment to God because of hope. Right. Because they've been going through the same thing for so long. Or it's the same battle time and time again. And so they get weary and well-doing. And it's all because they lose sight of the door of hope. Right. <clears throat> Here the Lord was using this in Hosea. To say that there'll come a time. Where I will begin to draw my people back unto me. Yes, I know they've left me. Yes, I know that they have committed all of this idolatrous act with all these false so-called gods. I know they've sinned. I know they have walked away from me. I know that they have even forgot my name. And he says, there'll come a time that I'll bring them into the wilderness, into this very valley of trouble. And this trouble now I'll reverse as a door of hope. Stay with me today. They won't call me no more. That word, I'm just going to tell you what it means. They will call me no more my master. 
that they will call me Ishai, my husband. Even though he was their master, even though he was their God, Jehovah, when they got to this valley of trouble that God was fixing to put a door of hope in, they wouldn't call him master anymore. They wouldn't feel like that they were made to worship him or made to follow him or it was some type of task that the master was making them do. But there would be a renewed affection, a renewed love to where they would look at the Lord and call him my husband, my Ishai. You see, if we're not careful, we forget our first love. And we serve him only out of obligation instead of affection. This door of hope in the Hebrew, it means an opening accord, opening of accord, expectation. It's kind of like Rahab with a scarlet thread laid down the window. She had hope. That's all she had was hope. She knew the city was going to be taken. She knew that they were coming and they were going to take Jericho. But she was basing her hope on one scarlet thread Amen. and the word of two Israelites. Amen. What are you basing your hope on? Come on. Right. And when they went over, even though Achan took what did not belong to him, but was really truly God's, they rescued Rahab and all her household. They were saved because of hope. Amen. Hope. Some of you right now, some of you young people, some of you adults, you have found yourself in life so miserable because it seems like it's the same routine. You get up, you go to work. You come home, you go to bed. You get up, you go to work. It's the same thing over and over and over and over again. The same problem, the same situations, the same heartache, the same battle, the same thoughts, the same everything. And God is saying from that place that you're trying to get out of, that you're trying to climb out of that same valley of trouble, I'm going to give you a door. And in that same trouble, I'm going to give you hope. And in that same situation and heartache, I'm going to show you how you need to hope in me. Amen. You know I'm telling you the truth. Right. Because in our day of trouble, we sometimes struggle with hope. We get a mindset if we're not careful, it's not going to change. God's not going to move for me. You ever been there? You ever thought that? What's the use of trying? But God's saying, look for the door. In the valley of evil, in the valley of trouble, in the valley of misery, in the valley of pain and heartache, When sometimes you just get up and you're in this particular mindset, you don't know why. 
you, you're just grouchy, you're just short, you're not in a good mood, you snap, and you say, why am I doing this? It's because you haven't found the door. Come on. You gotta keep your eye on the door. Right. Yes. Amen. You see, we turn our eyes to the trouble where we ought to be saying, hey, trouble's all around me. Where's the door? I'm going to be reading lots of scripture because to me that's the door. If you really want a door of hope, you're going to find it in the Word of God. Amen. In the midst of your pain, God says this, that the afflictions of the righteous are many, but He has delivered them out of them all. Right. Amen. I'm telling you right now, you don't have to get out of your trouble to have hope. That's right. Hope becomes alive in trouble. Because if there's no trouble, why would you have hope? And if hope is not existing, then it is dead. And we are all men and women most miserable. So in your day of trouble, look for the hope and hold on to it. Because that's where you're going to find it. Isaiah 65 and 10 says, And Sharon shall be a fold of flocks. And the valley of Acor, the valley of trouble, a place for the herds to lie down in for my people that have sought me. That's where you're going to find God. Not on the mountaintop, but in the valley of trouble. That's where you will find Him. Romans 4, 17 and 18 says this, and it's written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope. You know, there are times in my life, my existence in this life upon this planet where it seems like there is no way things are going to change. I'm just being vulnerable. This is the way it's going to be. Against that, I've got to believe in hope. Right. Against what I see, against what I hear, against what I know, I've got to believe in hope. For hope calls those things that are not as though they are. Right. It brings into that which does not exist to an existence. Right, right, amen. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think some of you may be there now. Some of you Come on. may be there yesterday or you'll be there tomorrow. Will this one ever be saved? Will things ever change here? Will they ever have peace? Against that, against that, you better believe in hope. Because Abraham did, and he became the father of many nations. A door of hope. A door of hope. For you see, our hope is a sure hope. It is a lively hope. It is a better hope. And it is a blessed hope. You see, these are the things that you have to do in the valley of trouble. In Hebrews 3 and 6, you must do this. 
But Christ as a son over his own house. Whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence. And the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. No matter if I can see it. No matter if I can experience. I've got to be rejoicing that I have hope in the valley of misery Amen. and heartache Amen. and pain. Has your world ever been so dark that you didn't see any light at all? And you was wondering, where is the sun? Yes, amen. It's through the door of hope. Amen. It's through the door of hope. Yes, Lord. Right. You can turn every light out in this place. And you will see the light coming from the cracks of That's that door. Right. Thank you, Lord. Hope is through the door. And he said, what? I am the door. He is the light. The light will be at the door. The street will be at the door. Hope will be at the door. Rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Listen down Hebrews 6.11. And we desire that every one of you do. And show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. You've got to have a full assurance of confidence in hope. Because Hebrews 6.19 tells us that this hope is an anchor of my soul. 1 Peter 1 and 21. Who by him do believe in God, that God raised him up from the dead and gave him glory. That your faith and hope, your faith and hope. So many Christians, they think faith is all they need. I'm telling you, faith is not all you need. You've got to have hope. Right. They are married. Faith and hope go together. You can't have one without the other. Amen. If you have hope, you have faith. But you can have faith without hope. Because we believe certain things without really hoping for a change. When they get together, they produce. When the marriage comes together, they produce fruit. There is an expectation that each of you must hold on to. Whether you see it, or whether you taste it, or whether you feel it, or whether you can see it coming, you better hold on to a full assurance of hope. Because it's the anchor of your soul. That our faith and hope might be in God. Bring up the next scripture, please. Psalms 119, 114 says this. Thou art my hiding place. My shield. I hope. Have you ever been in a place as my daughter gets ready to come? Have you ever, maybe, maybe I'm just speaking to me. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you just wanted to find a hole and climb in it and yes. hide? Yes. Hide in God. He's my hiding place and my shield. When I get to a place that I'm hurting and I'm so, so lonely and I'm so miserable, God, let me in. Hide me and shield me because I'm going to hope in thy word. That's 
why I have stressed for so long, for years. Get in the Word. Know the Word. Memorize the Word. Read the Word. Hear the Word. Know the Word. Pray the Word. Right. If you don't have the Word, you won't have hope. Right. Because hope is the Word of God. Right. Amen. Grandson Titus stays over. I teach him scriptures to memorize. He's got several down pat now. He says them so fast I can barely hear what he's saying. But he's got them. And I'll continue to give him the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one because that's going to be his hope. Yes. It's not going to be any easier for him when he becomes an adult than it is for you. It's going to be just as hard for him, maybe even harder, when he becomes, and he's going to have to have a door of hope. He's going to have to have something to hold on to. He's going to have to remember that my papa, he told me the word. And the word will be so in him, it'll automatically come out. You understand? Listen to me. You can be so familiar in a room. You know where everything is at. You know where the furniture is at. And it can be a power outage and it can be darkest, dark as ever been. But because you're familiar with where the door is, you can make your way over even though you may stump a toe. But you can make your way to the door. That is the way you need the Word of God and you need to hope in the Word of God. You've got to be so familiar with that that no matter what's going on, no matter what you stumble over, you'll pop your way to the door. Right. Too many churches today don't stress the word. It's right. all about a good feeling. It's all about making somebody think that they're okay, but they may not be okay. Right. Listen, friend, you need the word of God more than you need anything in this world. You Amen. need it more than a relationship. You need it more than life. You need it more than food or drink. You need more than clothing. The word of God is my hope. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Psalms 135. In that valley of trouble. What am I doing there? What am I doing there? Am I always just thinking about how miserable I am? Thinking about how much pain or situations that just seem to be against me. What am I doing in that battle? This is what you should be doing in that valley of trouble. When your own mind beats you down. When your own heart condemns you. Begins to tell you there's no hope for you. That you're no good. That you can't be what God expects you to be. That's your own heart condemning you. But God said, I'm greater than your heart. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. 
sad this morning. People are already coming because this is what the world needs. They need a door of hope in the battle of truth. They're too busy trying to get out of the valley and they don't see the door. That in that valley, God can turn it. He can turn it where you can lie down and call him again, my husband. I wait for the Lord in that valley. I wait for the Lord in that valley of trouble. You see, if everything's going well, I'm not waiting. But in that day of trouble, I'm waiting. God, deliver me. God, be real to me. God, be close to me. My soul doth wait in the valley of Abel. There in that valley, God will begin to speak pleasurably to me. And he will allure me close to him again. And even though I know him to be my Lord, my creator, my God, but there, there'll be a renewed relationship. One-on-one where I will say, Abba, Father. And in his word, do, I hope. I need some help praying for these that have come to the altar today. Please. My daughter's going to sing. You do what you feel led to do. A door of hope, a door of hope, a door of hope, a door of hope. 